Yo, what up? It's the Nizza from Demon Scar, and you're listening to the greatest podcast on earth. Backstage with Spike on Anchor FM. Crank it! Who is it? But again, it costs nothing to do it. I've done a bunch of those shows, though, too. And the only thing I I feel bad about is, um, like, again, you guys are new to me. I just discovered, you know, you guys like two months ago. And, you know, I did my homework and a little bit, at least, you know, so I sound, you know, like I know what I'm talking about when I talk to you guys. And I've gone on some of these shows and they're like, so, uh, Spike, um, you're like in a heavy metal band. Um, What's that like? You know what I'm saying? It's like, come on, really? Like, this is the fucking interview? It's like, what the hell, dude? Could you spend five minutes and at least find out what we're about? I'm like, you got to be oh, kidding man. me, you know? Yeah, I mean, we had uh, we had one interview where this person, and I'm being vague on purpose because <laughs> yeah. I don't want to, it's fresh. I don't want to step on anybody's toes, but they were very, very stiff yeah. compared to the other other interviews. and And it really hurt us because we didn't know how to act. Right, like right, we, right. I, f- I felt like I better edit everything I say down to the last, you know, syllable, and so I didn't let myself out. And this person, you know, they made the whole thing suffer because they were acting like, like a fuddy duddy. It's just, yeah, it's just. Oh, I was like, you could have really let loose and made everybody comfortable, but instead you were like, so. <laughs> mm, I see that you play. Uh, it says here music. I'm like, this is, is this something you do all the time or is this the first one? (laughs) But again, it didn't cost you nothing. You know what I'm saying? So you do it and and so you choke up as a learning experience or something like that. It's different. If you had to drive down to the radio station or, you know, you but worse yet, you get these people. It's like, you know, pay us 50 bucks and we'll promote you and put you on our show. You know what? Ah, Fuck you. I have not been fooled by one of those yet. Yeah. No. I get I get uh, followed by you know several of those in a week, and they're and it, the funniest thing and it's just it really if you pay attention it'll crack you up man. It, look at the profile pictures on those right, like on Twitter especially whenever they're like you know oh I'm with so and so promotions yeah um and I'm not gonna say the name because I don't want to get yeah it's some chick in a string bikini or whatever well it's it's, it's <laughs> obviously like a magazine photo <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> it's like. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh what do you, man. What, what do you need me for? You know? <laughs> it's like the other one on Twitter too, like is like uh it'll be like uh I need new music. I can't oh, find yeah. you can't find new I music. can't find any music. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, hold on. Here's what planet my music. are you on? <laughs> Check me out. It's like what are you fucking serious? I sent them tons and tons of links. 
just to see what would happen. I was like, well, what's it hurting? Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> but, it was, yeah but all it, I'll tell you what happened. I got followed by a bunch of random rappers. Right. And here's where that's it's not bad to follow back when some random local rapper follows you. What's what's bad about that is when you're new to Twitter, there is a limit. You can only follow so many. Right. And they they put a limit on you. It's five thousand or at least that's my experience. Right. After five thousand, they won't let you follow anymore. Right. So you have to unfollow some of those people that don't really care about you. Right, or right, metal. right, right, right. And you feel like a jerk doing it because they're just a local artist like you. But to be honest, you following some you know unheard of gangster rapper right. is never going to help your metal career. No, it's not. So, the only yeah, yeah, I okay. I've had this discussion a couple of times, and actually, some people didn't agree with me, but. I don't give a rat's ass. I do what I got to do. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's a tough um, business decision. Yeah. It's you look at it this way. Okay. I follow you. You follow me. Okay. It looks good because we all want to look like we have a lot of followers. I get it. Right. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But if you really get down to it, somebody that listens to, you know, a guy who's a singer that does like Burt Bacharach and Tony Bennett and Frank Sinatra, Nobody that listens to him is going to check out my shit. You know what I'm trying to say? 100% accurate. So yep. when you get down to it, it's like, dude, I like it. I appreciate you doing it. I'm now at the point now, too, when a person like that follows me, I know what they're doing. They they could see I'm heavy metal and all that stuff. They're just trying to, you know, gain another. Fo- I don't follow them back. I'm sorry. I don't. Yeah. Because it's just I, I it's ridiculous. It, it's you, you're pissing in a fan. You know what I'm saying? Same thing with the rap, <laughs> all that stuff too. I, I get yeah. it, you know, but it's and and the thing is, I I love music, so I will actually sit down and listen to some of that classic stuff. Yeah, I will too. The crooners and whatnot. Yeah, I love Frank Sinatra, man. But I know it's not going to do anything for me and my band. It's and not. we have we only have so much time on this earth. So right. it's like I wish you well. Thanks for the follow. I got to move on. And and after a while, they see you didn't follow back. Right. They unfollow you and they move on too. And then I even but go through. If they have a brain. If I, I go through my Twitter too, and I'll see that, you know, if I followed, you know, you, if I followed Bone and you followed me, and then I got nothing to do like, you know, six months later, I'm scrolling through it. And then I realized that you haven't tweeted anything out in six months. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm unfollowing <laughs> you. Why am I following you then? You don't put nothing out. You know what I'm saying? You have no content. It's, 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 yeah, you got to be, you got to be smart. There's other people on it. There's other people on it too that are legit. Like they try and promote people, you know, and they want money though for it. But it's like, but that's what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? It's like I got more followers than you, and you want me to pay you to promote me? You know what I'm saying? It's like, come on, what are you nuts? Good point. Good point. <laughs> I got five thousand followers. You got twenty eight. <laughs> I look at the Instagram page. I got eight hundred followers. You got twelve. Yeah, okay. I'm gonna yeah. give you money to promote me. Thank you. You know what, man? I I have I had almost no experience with the Twitter game. Yeah. And when I got on there, and I just went crazy, I went crazy trying to just get us out there anyway. We got uh, I want to say fourteen hundred followers yeah. in about two and a, two and a half months. And from what my friends tell me, that's not shabby. Right. No, and, it's not. And and I I've been steadily unfollowing the ones that I need to unfollow. Right. 
You start weeding uh, out the dead beach, yeah. Right, so I can keep following the ones that matter. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, seriously, dude, I, I wouldn't be surprised if I looked back and found out that I couldn't follow your band, Honeybone Rush, because I had to get rid of some guy who was, you know, singing REM covers. Right, you right, know? right. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I didn't understand the difference. Like, oh, he followed me, I'll follow him. It's, it's you know, just be nice. It's like, no, man, that's not how this works. Well, I tell people the same thing all the time. I'm not just a fan of metal. I love music. Right. And, dude, I will freak my friends out. I will listen to Slayer. I mean, in the same sitting, I will listen to Slayer. Then I'll listen to George Strait. And then I'll listen to anime theme songs. <laughs> and I'm like, they're like, what is wrong with you? I was like, I was like, life is only so long, man. You know, it's, it's, it might- he only- <laughs> he's freaking Japanese stuff. I love that shit. The, well, the thing is that the stuff used to be really annoying. The yeah. music, like way back, it used to be really annoying music. And I just, I turned it, I would even turn the TV off if I saw or heard that. Sorry. Heard the music. I was like, uh, in the eighties, it was just, uh, right, but, right. um, in the nineties, it started getting really interesting. Yeah. Like, you're like, where, what's going on here? And, uh, the deep stuff they did for like Akira. Yeah. If you ever saw that, Oh yeah, my yeah. God. Yeah. It just, it, it's mind blowing. It's, um, it's like what they became, what, what anime became when they had a good budget. Right. You can tell the difference. Oh my gosh, the budget makes a big difference when yeah. they were able to when they can hire the good musicians. Yeah, it's, uh, it doesn't or, sound like eight bit type music, you know? Exactly, like Mario no, Brothers type shit. Yeah, yeah, no, no, beep, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop. Yeah, stuff. yeah, 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 yeah. When they got the good musicians, I would tell everybody if you like rock and roll at all, and you like catchy songs at all, right. and you like powerful songs at all, listen to the theme song of the first season of sword art online okay it's called sword the show is called sword art online everybody says sao okay the the girl singing that has such a giant voice and she's this little polite japanese girl and she went on tour all over the world singing just that song right 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 because it it was so popular and but america's kind of weird that way like we won't like stuff that the rest of the world goes crazy for exactly yep well you know a great example of that is dream theater yeah dream yeah, theater, yeah they're a multi-platinum selling band everywhere but here but here yeah yep. <laughs> it's just the weirdest thing in the world <laughs> yeah it's like they're a great band of you know very progressive musicians who cannot sell shit in the united states <laughs> 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 it's like
Except the groupies. You did. Except the groupies. <laughs> you did a video. I don't know which video it was, but uh, you were showing off your guitars, and I was like all over that. You had all your yeah. guitars on the stands. I don't know if it's in your bedroom or something. And yeah. you have, um, what do you got, the Lamb of God guitar, right? I got two now. Oh, man. See, I look at that <laughs> stuff, and I, I'm like, you know, like, yeah. again, I'm I'm backwards. Go back, go back, go back. Pause yeah. it. You know, like, I'm yeah. totally into all that shit, big time. Yeah. And I got this uh, ESP that is uh, my most expensive guitar ever. It's a KH2. Okay. The ESP studio in New York, right? Or wherever they build it, and I saw they sold it now for like seven thousand dollars in Sweden. But I will never sell my, my, of course. But uh, that's my go-to weapon. But uh, I buy buy LTDs. Twelve hundred's my limit. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I I buy LTDs, not the ESPs. (laughs) But I honest... Yeah. custom-made guitar that is made only for me. And, right. Uh, that's what I use uh, lately on live shows. But you know what's funny, though? It's like my LTDs, the two of them I have real quick, uh, um, I got the, um, yeah, I got the Snakebite, okay, which is like 1200 bucks. It is incredible. It's one of my most favorite guitars ever. And I got the uh, LTD Black Metal. I paid 1100 yep. for that. Dude, I got an Epiphone... Um, Les Paul Studio that I paid five hundred dollars for it. You can't touch it. It's incredible. I mean, intonation. Yeah. It's just it's a great guitar. It really is. So I'm 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 off of that. Like again, you know, if you got something that you paid five grand for and it, it, you like it, it's great. But to me, I can't see the difference anymore. Once you get to hit twelve hundred, fifteen hundred, and now like Gibson wants seven grand for a Les Paul. I'm out. I'm not buying it. I paid. I paid actually six hundred dollars for this ESP for like twenty years ago. So. Oh, okay. So I got. So now it's now it's a collectible. It's desired. Yeah. yeah. And the guy in the band that actually know about everything about guitar is the drummer Ronnie. <laughs> really. I mean, uh, you got most guitar, I guess. Maybe not now because you trade them for a drum set. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, before, yeah, and, a couple left. <laughs> and Ronnie also got an LTD that is like he like it very much, and it's very very nice to play at. Yeah, I have had it since '06. Right. So, ordinary strat, strat. It had a Floyd, but now it has a Evertune on it. <laughs> I, I tell you what, though, I bought a Jackson, uh, the the RRX twenty four. It's the Randy Rhodes uh, V with the reverse headstock. And I yeah. always wanted this freaking thing. Dude, it literally was at my house for 10 minutes. I put it back in the box and sent it back. I thought it was a cheap piece of shit. I come, really? I mean, oh, the, the pots were scratchy when you turned them. <laughs> they were uneven in knobs. Again, you say, all right, yeah, I could unloosen the hex nut and fix that, but... Again, the whole quality of it, like, um, wouldn't stay in tune for shit. Um, it's just, it just, it was cheap to me. And the, the ratio on the, um, on the tuning pegs, you know, was, you know, turn nothing, turn nothing, turn, right? Like, like, it was just, yeah. it was horrible. I said, I can't believe that I paid $1,200. I mean, um, uh, what is it? Yeah. Sweetwater, they're fantastic. It cost me 30 bucks to send it back. You know what I'm saying? But literally, you know, my son's like, well, you want to play for a week? You got time to send it back? I go, send it back. It's a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. No. You hear what Ronnie said? What? 
He got a Jackson, a pink one. Bubblegum pink. Bubblegum pink, really? It looks yeah. really nice. <laughs> yeah, what, is, what does your husband play? <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> I don't like it. Oh, but I bought it just because it was pink. <laughs> <laughs> they had the one with the, like it was like jet black with the pink bezels like around the side, the edges. Those are yeah. cool too. Elena, do you play an instrument? Uh, I was at the musical school, but only two years. So, uh, it was a classical guitar, and uh, uh, then um, I decided that it's not so interesting for me. I was interested in singing uh, since uh, I was a child. <laughs> but parents say you don't, don't play it all, really? I think you, you can uh, sing. Uh, uh, go to guitar. You will play uh, three uh, chords and uh, sing some songs. <laughs> right, right. That's all right. But I heard you playing with this one, three chords and singing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, however, sometimes I feel sorry for Aliona when we come into the rehearsal and me and Daniel and Felix, we said, oh, li- listen, listen to this, do this. And she's sitting there and... Yeah, yeah, start rehearsal now. <laughs> and Ronnie play his drums all yeah. the time. And, you know, always in a, in a rehearsal. And it's funny, yeah. though, like, it don't matter how old you get, because that stuff still happens. It's like, I, I was speaking to other guys, and they remind me when I was younger, it's like, you guys, I'm sure, have set up for rehearsal, and it's like, an hour's gone by, and you haven't done shit yet. Who's everybody's just making noise? It's like what the fuck is going on? And who's running back to their car to get their cigarettes? You know who's doing this? Who's making a phone call? And who's? It's like an hour went by. It's like can we get something done here at all? I think we got uh, quite good discipline at the rehearsal. Uh, we have like this twenty chaos minutes, maybe fifteen. I I never touched the guitar before before right. I start to play. I. I just sit there and I talk and I concentrate and then I pick up my guitar and we start the rehearsal. But Felix and Daniel and Ronnie, they are bullshit. more like... <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's calling you out. He's going bullshit on that. No, I never do, actually. Uh, and uh, But I think we got uh, good discipline in the rehearsal. Uh, and then we rehearsal what we're going to play on the next gig. We sit down for five minutes and then we rehearse it again. And then we talk a little and then we go home. So one more thing I want to ask you, and you just reminded me of it because I've seen it in your videos, and you guys have actually used this place for some of your videos I've seen. You re- you guys rehearse it what like um, what is it like a rehear- like a studio condominium? Like is I noticed like everybody has their own rooms, so you guys got your own setup, right? Like you leave your equipment yep. there. Yeah. And what do you pay? Like how does it work with you guys? Like you pay rent for that a month, I guess. Yes. Okay. About hundred eighty dollars a month. Oh, that's not bad at all. And uh, then you can play any time uh, you want, or is there restrictions yes. on the time? So you could go in at two in the morning and stop playing. Yeah, yeah, it's up to us. It's actually in the basement. Wow, that's awesome. So how many people are like how many like you know how many tenants are there? Because I've seen you do videos where other guys have come in and you guys are goofing around and stuff. Five, six. Okay. Yeah, uh, on that floor, I don't know. On that floor, uh, right? And it's um, oh, on that floor, so there's more. It's the old train station. It's the old train train station, so it's very central in Yevle, and it's near for all of us. Very cool, except Felix. And, and I'm sure it's safe, uh, right? You guys, you lock your stuff up and leave it in there. Yes, 
yes, yes, it's no problem. Uh, and uh, yeah, I like it. And we've done some videos there. We're done doing videos there. The last yeah. few cool videos, made, Elena walking through the halls and stuff. I like yes. that. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, hear my voice. Yeah, yeah, it's done in the catacombs in uh, in the basement. Yes, very cool. Yeah, and uh, but that's yeah. your equipment too, right? Like they don't like you have yes. your own PA system, all that shit, right? Everything. Yeah. Very so cool. we're talking about to to make it a bit more fancy in the future so we can do shoot a video again because we can't do every video in the same right. locally. We've done a lot of videos there. We did uh, this Iron Maiden cover song there and we did uh, Nevermore. Yeah. And we did uh, uh Blood of Fire. We done, we've done a lot of videos down there. So we, yeah. we said, now we're done with that. Right. We have to find new spots. Right. Well, the one video you guys did when uh, I think it was the first duet that um, you guys did, you did that outside, right? In a park or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Very cool. It's, um, in an area where they feel of some. Yeah, that video was uh, like, we made it like two days before we released it, I, I guess, or yeah. three days. Uh, me and Elena <clears throat> Ronnie just go to a, <clears throat> right. a, a, a forest or a, actually it's a skiing facility. Ski, skiing a... faci facility. <clears throat> and we go there <laughs> and uh, recording. <coughs> Sorry, COVID. Um, we go there for couple, <laughs> one, one, two hours maximum and just recorded this and right. in the end find this perfect spot. Uh, when they have the sun coming into the camera, so you only see the contour of the. I right. was, uh, it was a fast and actually fun video to do. Yeah. <clears throat> so let and me... I was uh, filming when Ron is singing because he was singing on that one, and he said, "Push, push this button, here. and I did. <laughs> <laughs> Elena, let me ask you a question. Out of, out of three things, Elena, what do you like most? Studio, live, or making videos? Uh, not videos. Not videos, <laughs> okay. Uh, but uh, studio and uh, live, uh, I don't know. I think uh, live is more funny, but sometimes I really like uh, studio days. It's uh, so nice, too. I don't right. know. I can't choose. <laughs> What about you guys? Live. Live, of course, is number one. For me, it's live um, rehearsal, studio, and video. Mm -hmm. I like to play. Yes, yeah, it's, it's huge different. Uh, I really like the studio when me and Ronnie go to the studio and uh, make a new song, popping up some new ideas uh, for a couple of hours. And right. uh, it's just the two of us. We always start with a hamburger and a coffee. And then we, what are you going to play today? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a few ideas. And uh, yeah, that, that's also very cool. Uh, but live for me is live. You get the contact, you get response on what you're doing. If right, you do right. a good show, uh, the people response 
by clapping the hands so you can see in their eyes that right. they really like what you're doing. And I would say the last live gig was uh, amazing because we first time have the audience sitting down. Yeah, that was pretty <laughs> wild, that place. What was that like? Um, it was a different type of venue, right? What was that, a restaurant a or cafe? No, it's a coffee, a coffee shop. Okay. Yeah. That was, pretty, it was, that was really uh, cool. Uh, yeah, it was cool, and it's uh, good sound there. Um, yeah, like I said, we did a very relaxed, very laid-back uh, gig. But was that cafe for your style of music, or was there different bands playing different types of music? Yes. Yes. It was, band. okay. Yeah. yeah. So, almost every day. Yeah, they got live music almost every day. Oh, okay. Because I've done shows like that, too, and it's like, you know, the first three bands are playing like this mellow, like you know, Oasis type stuff. And then we come out, you know, rah, and everybody's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, it's not we, going we over too as, good. We thought that as well, since it was uh, <laughs> quite a lot of older people from back yeah. in the old days. Back in the olden <laughs> days. <laughs> they showed up with their horse and buggy. <laughs> They're going to die. However, we, we made a good, good gig. Aliona was fantastic. I yeah, think it's the always. best gig she made with Carmela, what you say? Uh, yes, uh, the same opinion. Yeah, you looked very relaxed. It was, uh, yeah, it was a nice gig. Very cool. Yeah. So, listen, um, just so you know, my phone battery, I just got the low battery warning. I'm getting low. Um, yeah. I'm going to edit it. Eh, we're up to with the music. We got an hour show. Is there anything you guys want to go over again, though, before we wrap it up? No, I just anything? order a pizza, you know, and... Yeah. You know what? I, I, <laughs> fuck. You know, I play that a lot, right? I know you don't listen to all of my shows, but I put yeah. that in there a lot. Guys, I just got I my... Know. I'm going to say goodnight. I just got my pizza. I put that in there all the fucking time, dude. It's fucking awesome. People love it. Yeah. <laughs>
Yeah, no, I'm down. A, a lot of the fun, the outtake shows are cool because, like, again, other people like smoking bowls or fucking getting drunk, and then the outtake stuff is like, you know, yeah, you know, those guys fucking fuck, and everybody's like all fucked up and talking stupid. It becomes some of my best shows. Is that shit? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, like I said, man, you know, it's it's okay to listen to people talk is cheap, but um. Do what you guys need to do. You know what I'm trying to say? And what you want to do. It's your life. It's your turn at bat doing this shit. And you'll get other people that had their five times at bat and they struck out every fucking time. Don't listen to them. You know what I'm saying? But naturally, yeah. there's people you can always trust. Like your dad and your mom, they've been in this band and this business too. They love you. They would never steal you wrong. So you listen to them. You know, you got quality guys in the studios that have a proven track record. You listen to them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But ultimately, yeah, the sure. decision is yours. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, we're just trying, you know, we are, you know, incredibly lucky to have, you know, the connections we do, you know, from like my parents and stuff. So, yeah, I'm right. just trying to and you use know, that. Don't ever, that. Don't ever don't ever feel like it's a cop out or anything like that. Dude, if you got it in, you fucking use that. You rub on that shit and you use it. Trust me. Yeah, you know, no, a lot I of people mean, are like, well, you know, if I had the brakes you had, well, you don't, motherfucker. I do, so I'm going to use them and it's going to work for me. Do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I just, you know, I, if anything, it's like more, more motivation for me because, you know, I you know think like you know well there's you know scrappy kids on the street who you know can come straight out of nothing and you know like builds you know and like you know they they make some of my favorite bands so like you right. know if they can do it and you know i'm here with all these you know all these you know connections that i'm so right. lucky to have like you know like, like why can't i you know <laughs> like, like i tell my kids it's later on in life you don't regret the things you did you regret the things you didn't do Oh yeah, you know no, what I'm, I'm saying. Doing, I'm doing as much as I can, <laughs> right? And, and just do it. You give it a shot. You fail, you fail. But at least it's better to sit there on the porch when you're 65 years old in the rocking chair, saying you did it. You gave it a shot, and rather than sitting there going, "I should have tried this. I never did that. I wish I did that." You regret the things you didn't do, not what you did do. And again, you make yeah. a mistake, you fuck up, you learn from the lesson, and you don't do that mistake again. Now I'm starting to talk yeah. in cliches, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I mean, I <laughs> always appreciate the insight. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, like you said earlier in the show, you know, the 40-year-old drunken guy with his advice, I don't want to be that guy. I definitely don't. It's funny, like, my, my son's band, you know, they have a band, too, called 4570, and they do basically, like, punk rock. It's, like, uh, Nirvana-type stuff. And, you know, they're 23 to, like, 26, and um, it's totally opposite what I would do. Like it's unpolished. They're playing, you know, P ninety pickups that are like humming like for three minutes through the song until they finally play. I'm like, well, dude, you got to delete the the waiting time. He's like, no, man, it sounds cool. It's like to me, I'm like, what are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> but that's their style. Yeah. That's what they do, and they just the song ends or like it doesn't end. It just the song falls apart because they got bored playing it. And it's like, okay, good, that's a take. Like that drives me nuts, but that's their style. That's what they do, and I got to learn as as you know the older guy. Like they're always like you know you know Spike, you're gonna hang out with us, you know, because I got I got a bar in my studio and shit. I don't know if it's a studio with a bar or a bar with a studio. I don't know, but yeah. I'm hanging out at the bar in my studio, drinking, hanging out, and they're drinking and smoking their shit and doing their thing. And it's like 
I really got to keep telling myself, shut up and leave them alone. Like, I want to put my two cents in, you know? And it's like, unless they ask me, I got to shut up about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I mean, there's, I've definitely sat through my fair share of, uh, you know, unique local acts. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, but yeah, no, I don't know. I <laughs> Like, that drives me nuts. Like, have you seen any of this, like, this, this shit music, like, Again, this is not going to go off. This is just us talking, but, but yeah. like, apparently there's like a genre for this shit of this like bad music. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, no, I, <laughs> my, uh, my girlfriend, uh, has very eclectic taste in music. So there's, you know, we, we do like a lot of stuff in common, but she also likes some just weird shit. And she just will show me songs sometimes where it's like the dude's just like not singing in key. And it's like, Oh, but it's on purpose. So yeah. it's, it's cool. Yeah. And he's like, breaking glass in it? the background. It's like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I, I get what you're saying. Like something, uh, you know, I'm like a maniac. It's like, I'll go back and like, my guitar is like, you know, one cent out of tune. It's like, I got to redo the guitar. It sounds like shit. They're like, no, it's perfect. You know, record, it's done. Put it out. I'm like, are you insane? It sounds like shit. <laughs> and yeah. No, yeah, I mean, that's definitely true. But yeah, and honestly, like, even within myself, I, I kind of like relate to that, like feeling very perfectionist about my own music. But then like, I mean, even just some of the stuff that I listen to, just like, you know, old school, like punk right. and whatever, you know, I'll listen and be like, yeah. there is no way that these guys put in, you know, like. <laughs> you don't kidding me. They were fucking. Thought. Yeah, they had fucking a six pack and a fucking, uh, you know, a shot of heroin and they're, they're done. Let's 
nuts. When Tuesday, everyone's nuts. Yeah. They're nuts. Oh, I agree. And they can't all be from Brooklyn and Long Island. You know what I'm trying to no. say? <laughs> I mean, we got a couple of nutballs out here, dude, but that's a universal nut. Yeah. Hold on one second. It's true. Yeah. It's true, man. There's so many people out there that would love to see people fail, dude. Yeah. All the time. And it's just because. They're failures in life. Right. Well, and misery they, loves company, you know what I'm saying? They love to, yeah, they love that. Absolutely, dude. And they rather just give up. But, they don't like when people succeed or they fucking follow through and they get a positive thing, dude. You right. know? Sucks, right. man. Yeah, I mean, my father, God rest his soul. You know, he used to tell me, listen, you want to play with your band? You want to do your shit? Fine. But you need a fucking job. You can't. Now, at the time, I'm 22. I mean, I married my wife at 23. I'm still married to her. It's been 35 years. We're still married. Um, And but when I was like 23, my father's like, listen, you know, you got to have a job. You got to make money in case this band shit don't work. And I don't want to be. I mean, I used to play with guys that were in their 40s that still live with mommy that had no money. You know, they, you know. They were begging for fucking quarters to fucking buy a, a 40 ounce. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I don't want to be like that, you know? No. So I, I worked hard, man. I broke my ass on Wall Street for, you know, 25, 26 years. That's what I did. Dude, dude we have the same dad because he did the same thing to me. Yeah. You dude, know? My father, my father, Garrest is so, I'm telling you right, not to cut you off, but another perfect My father's an ex-Navy man, okay? My father, it was very generous and he was very um, loving, but... He also, there was black or white, no gray. It was either right or wrong. And my father, being an ex-Navy man, the day after I, he asked me a million times, you want to go to college? I'll find the money, you know, to to get you to college. I'm like, fuck that. I don't want to go to college. What a day after I graduated high school, he whipped the covers off me. I swear to God. And he pulled me by the ankles to the end of the bed. I go, what the fuck? He goes, do you want to go to college? I go, no. He goes, then get up and get a fucking job because you're not going to play with your band all night and sleep here all fucking day. And that's, wow. I went and I got a job and a friend of mine got me a job down in the back office at Chias and Lehman. And from there, it's, you know, that's what kickstarted. And then I went down to the floor and all that shit. But my father Dude, instilled, you got to work. You got to make money. That's exactly, well, not exactly, but my old man did the same thing to me and my brother. And you know what, dude? It was tough love. Yes. I appreciate it now because made a man out of you. Dude, my now my old man, uh, he worked in the UN for twenty five years. Oh wow. And he uh he always said the benefits you gotta get a job with benefits and you gotta have a future. And he's like, I don't care what it is. Right. You take any test, he would bring home the chief back in the day. He's chief, the, yeah. The mag, the, the newspaper, and yeah. like just look there, and that's you know when I started looking for jobs like that, uh, I started taking the test. Like I took the test for the railroad. Yeah, it was new at the time, but the TSA and the post office. Yeah, and I said to myself, whatever one calls first, I'm going to, and it was the post office, and I. I've been there for almost 20 years, 19 years. That's great. Um, but yeah, the same thing, dude. I'm a, I'm a musician. I'm an, you know, I'm an entertainer. I fantasized about that shit. I fantasized it about it at work and stuff. And like, totally, I'm not the normal. I was never the normal fucking postal worker. If there even is one, I have no idea. I'd like to meet him. But 
I was a carrier for 10 years. I'm in maintenance now, but yeah, dude, fucking, um, but it's because of my father, dude. My father just had that old school mentality. I remember playing a sold out gig and it was sick. We opened up for Sebastian Bach and we fucking rocked the shit out of the place. Right. I off stage and everyone was coming up to me. It was just like a sick thing. Dude, do a shot with me. You were amazing. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Love the band. Like my mom, like hugging me, my brother, dude, I go up to my old man and he was just like, just don't quit your day job, kid. But you <laughs> yeah, did it's and true. I was like, wow, the inside me. Oh, yeah, my, you thought you ripped your guts out. I'm like, you dick. Yep. But then like, I thought about it and I'm like, the, the man always had a, the best outlook for me and he always had my back no matter what. Right. And he was always looking out for me and he wasn't trying to hurt me. And I, at first it, it, it stung, but you know what? Right. Now looking back upon it, I appreciate him every day and I fucking miss him. Yeah. And I will, especially around the holidays because it's still so fresh because my dad only passed away last year. Oh, I so fucking sorry. wish I could just spend one more, one conversation with him. Right. Just to have his fucking insight on life and everything because he was a no shit guy, man. And you don't have you don't have that many of those people around you. You don't. And, and you know, it's funny because there's this, like a lot of people say, like, if you really want to make it, if you, if Demon Scar really wants to become famous and make it, you three guys have to quit your jobs, move to California, live out of your car and make it. Fuck that. Man, get the fuck out of you out of your fucking mind. Now, it doesn't work like that, especially in the you real world what? when you got, you know, kids, you got, you know, uh, houses and mortgages and Hey, I like nice shit. I don't want to live on the fucking street like a bum. You know what I'm saying? Fuck that shit. You know, Med said something the other day, dude, and it was so fucking awesome, and it was so cool to hear it, but he was like, um, he said something on the lines of, yo, we did this all ourselves, man. Right. And it's true. We did it under our terms. Yes, yes. And, and you it, can't, I don't think you could find anything more fulfilling than that. Hug me in, I'm alive tonight, out on the streets again. I told him once, uh, Meds, this is going back a couple of years ago. Because, you know, he's all into his career and as well. Right. And life and all that. Yeah, I know. He's a professional man. I know. I get it. I told him, dude, one of my life goals is to be able to buy your pension if you just <laughs> get a number. Not that I would own him and he would be mine. But I want to financially set him up where he would be comfortable enough that he could spend all fucking day in the studio with me without no worries. Right. But we have children and we have other responsibilities and that right. wouldn't be. But that big chunk of the day that we're fucking, you know, slaving away for somebody else in another place where we're working. Right. That's, you know, and that would be sick, dude, because I would love that. I mean, everybody would love I mean <laughs> I'll give you a quick fucking story, dude. When I was on the Amex, okay, um, and again, it's sort of related to what we're talking about here, but as far as like, you know, not burning your bridges and shit, um, there was a guy who used to play, he was a specialist, okay, a specialist was when you see like in trading places, when they went in a crowd and you were trading, there was the specialist which who managed that uh, stock that you were trading in. So yeah. his clerk, this guy, okay, I don't remember his name. I'm going back like 35 fucking years ago. He used to play like 100 lottery tickets a fucking week, okay? Uh -huh. He used to spend $100 on lotto tickets. And um, 
you know, back then the lottery was only like 1.2 million, 1.5. It was nothing. You know what I'm saying? I'm going back to the eighties, you know, late eighties. So this fucking guy, what we did is, and we were big on practical jokes is when the numbers came out the next day, we played those winning numbers for the next lotto. And when we got the ticket, we <laughs> stuck it in with his pile of tickets. You follow me now, right? Oh, so he thought he had the winner. So we take one of his tickets and fucking get rid of it. So, you know, whatever, his $100 worth of tickets mixed in there is the winning numbers that came out, but it's for next week's fucking game. So this clown's looking through his tickets, looking through his tickets, and we're opening up at some more people drinking their coffee, coming in, oh, digital April 50 calls, how are they? Yeah, one and a half, five eights. And this kid's sitting there looking through his fucking tickets, looking at the newspaper. I mean, when was the last time you looked at a fucking newspaper, right? And he's looking at the winning numbers, okay? I won. I won. Fuck you, motherfuckers. I won. But it's like, oh, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I won. I won. I won the lottery. It was like fucking like a 1.2, 1.5 fucking million. He's like, fuck you and fuck you. Your wife's a whoa fucking cunt. Your fucking, <laughs> your sister's a fucking baby. Who's going to fucking, like, dude, I quit. Fuck you. He's like walking out like he left. Like he's fucking, he want to go fuck. He's trying to go down to the lotto office, you know, fucking in midtown Manhattan or whatever. Like, asshole, look at the date on your fucking ticket. He's like, oh, um, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry? <laughs> you just called your boss's wife a fucking hoa. You know what I'm saying? It's like, give me a break. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> Always had your bets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Oh, my well, God. Be silent. Be silent. I cast you out.
So let me ask you a question then. Simon, where you are, like, I know you're in Melbourne, Australia, but you, you there's a, um, you, you said it's actually a, a different, uh, town, right? Where you are, uh, like your general area, like, what's the music scene down there? Is there like a heavy metal rock scene or is it more bluesy? Like, what's the main, the main type of music uh, down there? But it, like in, in all honesty, clubs? yeah, no, in all honesty, obviously, with, um, so I, I'm out at uh, in, in Geelong, which is a I suppose you could say a regional part of uh, Victoria, which is um, where Melbourne is based in the state of Victoria. Okay. So we're probably we're probably about an hour um, south of Melbourne, uh, if you call it that way. So we're about an hour drive south, and uh, we we're class even though we're a city, we're class as regional still. Um, and obviously, with um, the likes of COVID, have just sort of you know uh, decimated the live scene and all that sort of stuff as well oh, too. Okay. So, you know, so, uh, but to be honest, I, I really couldn't tell you cause it's been that long since I've played live. Okay. Um, and, uh, is it something that I'd want to do? Yes and no. I've still got ringing in my ears back from the nineties. So, <laughs> um, it, it, it'll probably be a bit more sort of subdued type stuff if, right. um, if I was ever to do it, but yeah, with certainly with, um, uh, the, the COVID and closures, there's been a lot of closures, in the areas and you know the live scene and you know a lot of bands and and hence why a lot of bands were getting on band lab and doing a lot of that sort of um the online so have a lot playing. of the like the bars that have live entertainment or the clubs like a lot of those places did they go out of business with this whole covid thing uh did there they... was a there were there, there was a lot of businesses going under oh, um wow. you know so uh, a lot of them had to you know survive on uh doing takeouts for 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 the for the meals and all that sort of stuff so they were you know, so you couldn't have um, bands coming in playing and then people drinking and, and so forth. I remembered um, when I was during part of my job out in the road, I was speaking to one of the uh, the hotel owners. What do you call them in pubs? You call them, no, what do you call them? Bars, a bar owner. Yeah, bars. A bar yeah. owner. And uh, when, when, when initially, the, you know, the COVID lockdown started and all that sort of stuff, he was um, – so his business was a was a bar, and then he'd have you know people coming in, but he'd also have a function room for parties and weddings and so forth. So okay. he said all those got cancelled. He said he's got he's got six thousand dollars a week going out the door before he opens the doors. Yeah, you know. So he was he goes I don't know what I'm going to do. You know. So because you all the weddings functions got cancelled, he had no income. Right. Right. No. Yeah. So no, it's terrible. So yeah. The, uh, so yeah, so and obviously here in Victoria, you know, we were one of the most locked down city in the world, and uh, that just decimated a lot of businesses, a lot of it. And we're talking mum and dad businesses, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, people sure. Are, we're not talking people with millions of dollars. Yeah, not you know, big corporations. Talking, yeah. No, no, no. So yeah, so it's um. So there's certainly a lot of businesses that are um, went went under, but now we're sort of you know getting back on track down here and all that sort of stuff and. You know, uh, all the restrictions have lifted and, and all that sort of stuff. So, so yeah. So you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully, um, yeah, things start getting better for everyone, which is which is on the way up. So yeah. right. But yeah, it's been so long since I played live. And it's funny you I mentioned. Want... I mean, not not to put you on the spot. Like, how old are you? Yep. Uh, fifty four in March. Okay. I mean, I'm fifty eight. So you know, we're in the same age group. You know, I mean, Ed's you know sixty five, 
And you know, yeah. so we're in the same age group, you know. Well, I'm but, down to I'm, I'm, I'm the I'm the dick in the middle here. You guys are the two nuts. I'm fifty five. Yeah. But like what you had I'm said glad about you didn't say we were the butt cheeks. Jeez. <laughs> but what you had said about playing live, like yes and no, and it's like, you know, it's funny too. It's like I I like playing with I mean, I got a full studio here. I got drums in here, everything. I have musicians coming over all the time. I Excellent. love playing with people. And again, I would love, but, but the whole point of like, for the sake of saying we're on a stage and we're playing out to drive an hour and a half somewhere for no money in front of five people at 12 o'clock at night. I'm not interested in that shit no more, neither. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> I'd rather do my music in the comfort of the house, put it out, you know? And again, like I'd have more fun jamming with like you than going to some club and playing, you know what I'm saying? And, oh, and lugging yeah, all the yeah. equipment. I'm at the age now, you think I want to start lugging amplifiers and worried about guitars getting stolen and all. No, um, I'm, you could keep that shit. Again, if something oh, came up, if things got really popular and I wanted to put a new band together, I'd put something together in five minutes and go out on tour, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. But I'm not just to, to play empty bars, you know, in front of five people. I'm not interested was- no more. And Ed, you got again. You got you know, uh, tough man coming out soon. You're working on that. Well, I know yeah. you. You sent me. You told me we're all ready to go and geared up. And then you're like, "Wow, this is gonna be a lot more than I thought." Like, are we still yeah. looking maybe around a Halloween time or maybe Thanksgiving time release? Highly or Christmas how- even. Thanksgiving is uh, is 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 probably doable. Um, but if we can get it done, because I'm, I'm, there's so much stuff that I want to do. There's some graphics. I, I just hired an artist today to do some graphics for 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 just for the logo. Right. But I mean, graphics that I'd like to do on the fight scenes and stuff, like to make it look like it's uh, coming from like a ESPN or something. Except I want it to be like DDC Sports or something. You know, <laughs> awesome. Some different shit that I, I want to do, but I want to get it put together first. And uh, get everything edited together first before uh, going back through and combing all that stuff out. And I want it to be right. It's it's there's the reason why I'm saying later is later is actually better. I mean, not for me. I want to get it out. But it's uh, there's so much stuff that I saw last night that I, you know, I really didn't realize we had. And it's oh, my God, (laughs) there's some fucking killer shit in this film and some great shots, beautiful photography and drone shots and, you know, green screen stuff and the fighting. The, the main fight is incredible. It It's all shot in super slow-mo. When we can speed it up or we can leave it in slow-mo or whatever, but it, oh my God, it all looks so spectacular. It's real looking. I mean, well, it was real, actually. I mean, I mean, the I want to see the were, liver shot you got. <laughs> the liver the, shot, the, the, the liver shot you <laughs> took. Bam. Yeah, the, the, the one Boom. thing in the liver shot is, is, uh, uh, Bull, uh, my my old buddy Bull, who's a referee, um, <laughs> we got to do something with it because he's fucking smiling at the motherfucker. <laughs> he's, he's laughing at you. Count me out. He's smiling while he's doing it. So we yeah. gotta we gotta figure some way to edit some of that out. Yeah, it, it's funny though. As we get old, it's like I cannot wait to see this. I mean, I'm a very big part of this project too, and I cannot wait yeah. to see what you're gonna do and and put out. But like as we get old, it's like you know what. Eh, 
take another week or two. Another, you know, I want you know, I I could wait for it to come out and be perfect rather than it's rushed. You know, when you're a kid, you rush it and then you regret it. It's like you know what? Take your time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to rush it. it. Right, but the worst to me, like as an artist, is overthinking. I think thinking. we can get it out. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll get it out sooner than what I think. But uh, right. I, I, I just want to now that we're, we're we're talking about this, I want to fucking give a big shout out to Adam Hyman and Trey Cicillo of Sincere. Those fucking guys. Uh, I mean, they they were like the cream in your coffee. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> they, I mean, what you did was incredible. Um, the uh, the music is blows me away i mean i was just so i knew it was going to be good because i i love your work but when i heard it and i drink I heard, a like, lot you know that some of the sounds you made like it made it sound like a heavy bag and like a speed bag and and, yeah. and some of the things you did i mean it just blows me away it's it, it's 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 beautiful i was hoping it's, you caught that with the double bass that's supposed to be hitting the speed bag that's always trying to get at you know yeah, and hitting, that the, hitting the bell it. on the symbol that's like supposed to be the bell you know like the next round i was trying to yeah. bring up i was trying to conjure up boxing sounds you know yeah the music is the the biggest part of this whole this whole project it's a short film but it's music video style short it's experimental right uh, i've done music videos i've done short films i've done feature films right but i've never really done anything that was at this level and 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 um it's it's i want it to be right and i'm gonna i'll get it out as fast i'll get it out as soon as we can twism's coming up so i think twism's gonna talk to you ed it's gonna talk right now yeah yeah twism's coming to my house uh uh Supposedly Sunday, this coming Sunday, and he wants to talk. He wants to talk about a video for another one of his songs. I know that Simon, you had talked to him about doing. Uh, I don't care the video for it, man. Okay. Uh, the ideas that I have for that, I don't know that I could afford to do that one because I want to do this guy. <laughs> yeah, you got a guy's working his ass off in a ditch, and the guy keeps bringing him like water and a couple breadcrumbs, <laughs> and he fucking dies in the ditch, and then. The, the fucking, the rich guy just fucking plows the ditch over and puts a golf course on top of him. And I want to kind of like show him decaying under the ground and all this crazy stuff. I don't know that I can afford to do I'm, I'm going to make a suggestion Man. for you. Listen, this is just off the cuff. How about this? You do what's a, 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 uh, you know, what do you call those? Lo-fi, okay? You know, um, cinomate, you know, type videos where it's like with your iPhone and like, fuck it. And just edit and put it out. You know what I'm saying? It's like, instead of going to this crazy big production, go the opposite way, you know? That's what they do. Yeah. yeah. Well, we could use a lot of stock footage and make and, and show riots and fucking... Uh, yeah. Uh, we could show, yeah. What's that woman say? Uh, Let them eat cake. We can fucking <laughs> put her... Ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> when I check, you know, and that's a, there's a I'll fire. Shoot some videos down. I'll shoot some videos down here with some kangaroos and some fucking crocodiles, mate. <laughs> There you go. A couple of fucking shit pan fucking cobras and shit. Eating a kangaroo. There you go. All right. Let's finish this wrap up. I got so much editing to do from you guys.
Crocodile eating a kangaroo. There you go.